When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell on this Thursday morning. Daniel Pedigree with you for the 23rd of June, 2022, as the build-up to State of Origin continues. Only three more sleeps to go before the second match. Such an important match for New South Wales in Perth on Sunday night. Big show between now and six before Vossi and James Magnuson. Brandy joining the show after 8 a.m. from Perth through 11.70 Sydney. And through 16.20 Gold Coast and SENQ, it'll be Patton Heels to take you through your breakfast show from 6am. one 1170 is our phone number. You can text 0457-736-736 about anything in sport. Uh, today on the show, all the latest NRL news. News around the Big Bash as well, which we'll get to, which was released yesterday in terms of uh, the new draft system. We'll explain that. And in about 15 minutes' time, I'm going to have a chat with Jonathan Gallo as well. Uh, we will talk all things football. The Premier League draw got released last week. Plus, we're going to start our road to the the World Cup, and I'll explain that in a moment or two. So, plenty to get through this morning. It is one and a half past five. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. 0457 736 736 1300-01-1170. Before we get to the news of the day, the other day I was in the office having a chat with our great friend Charlie Goodsir, who will be on the show tomorrow morning. We'll preview uh, Rep Weekend and a big preview, of course, of State of Origin. Uh, he said something that caught my ear and eye. He said he would prefer... Uh, for New South Wales, he's a New South Wales fan, he'd prefer for New South Wales to win the State of Origin than his team win the NRL competition. Now, I automatically disagreed with him. I think I would much rather my team win the NRL competition. Now, bear in mind, he is a Newcastle Knights fan, so it might be a few years until that does happen for him. But on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, you don't even have to explain why. It'd be helpful if you could. But would you prefer to see New South Wales, or if you're listing up in Queensland, Queensland win the State of Origin series over your team winning the Premiership? Or would you prefer to see your team winning the Premiership? I've been lucky to see both. Um, and I can tell you, as good as it is to see New South Wales win a State of Origin series, uh, it's much, much better to see, in my opinion, uh, your team win the competition. But your thoughts. Uh, chance to win a Velveline T-shirt this morning, 0457 736 736 or one 1170 And we'll get Charlie on tomorrow. He can explain his thinking. But what would you prefer, your team to win the competition or your state to win the state of origin? Uh, 0457 736 736 or one 1170 to your texts and your calls very, very shortly. Chance to win, as I say, a Velveline T-shirt at three and a half past five. Well, the build-up to State of Origin continues. There is some other rugby league news floating around. 
uh, mainly to do with the West Tigers and Luke Brooks still in the news. We'll get to that as well. But New South Wales star Isaiah Yeo has lifted the lid on where the Blues need to be better to square the Origin Series and admitted they must limit Game 1 hero Cameron Munster's influence to force a decider. The Blues were torn apart by a mixture of Queensland's dominance in the ruck and Munster's brilliance, which hurt Nathan Cleary's ability to take control of the contest, according to Yo. Uh, he was on NRL 360 last night, and he said it obviously wasn't ideal, was it? I thought both sides of the ruck we probably got beat at in attack and defence. When you are losing that, it is not helping your halfback at all. Obviously, you want to be kicking on the front foot as much as you can, and that certainly wasn't the case for Game 1. We understand we need to be better for it and try and give him a bit more time to get his kicks away. Munster was man of the match in game one, but Yo believes the key to limiting his influence can be traced back to the ruck and stopping Ben Hunt and Harry Grant from getting a roll on. It probably starts in the ruck, he said. They were, play- they were playing off the back of a lot of quick play of the balls. I thought Harry Grant and Ben Hunt were doing a wonderful job out of hooker there and giving him a lot of space. He is one of those players that runs to space. He does a wonderful job at it, and he was phenomenal on the day. Uh, yeah, well, Cameron Munster, I thought, had one of his best games ever in State of Origin game number one. And I think if you go back a few years, probably the only flaw to Munster's game is he would occasionally go... I wouldn't say missing, but he would be fairly quiet in the big games. Uh, If you cast your mind back, when was it, to the 2018 grand final, um, it would have been, um, uh, he was seen been twice, I think it was, twice um, it was for the Melbourne Storm and then some of the other big matches. But over the past couple of years, in particular a couple of weeks ago in that first State of Origin match at a core stadium, uh, he would definitely, uh, boy, he was the best player in the field. But Yo's also right about Harry Grant and Ben Hunt as well. I thought uh, Hunt started the game off fairly nicely, but as soon as Grant took the field, uh, they stepped up a gear. And that's what's going to be interesting. I'm going to play you an interview in about 20 or so minutes that Jimmy Smith did with Damien Cook yesterday. Now, Cook named on the bench for New South Wales. And Greg Alexander, he did say that um, there'll be no changes at all. He won't, he's not going to be fitting. He said on the show on Tuesday morning, uh, the side that has been named, unless it's a COVID scare or whatever, the side that has been named will be the one that takes the field. We'll wait and see about that. But uh, regardless whether it's Cook or Coruscant coming off the bench, uh, they're going to have to have that added impact for them. So we will see what happens with that one there. 0457 736 736 or 1300-01-1170. Yes, uh, Jimbo the Dragon, thank you. Uh, good morning, Lieutenant. I'd much prefer the Blues win uh, a series and see your Roosters win the Premiership. Yes, thank you, uh, Jimbo. I like that name, Jimbo, as well. Uh, I heard it before, but there you go. Uh, thank you, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 uh, Jimbo. Uh, six and a half past five. Yes. Would you prefer to see your team win the competition or would you prefer to see your state, whether it be New South Wales or Queensland, win the State of Origin Series? A chance to win a Velveline T-shirt this morning. Uh, Lee M. Martin. Uh, well, he was named a grub yesterday by the Queenslanders, although Harry Grant, when he appeared on NRL 360 the other day, uh, said he had no idea what they were talking about. Um, but he's enjoying it, actually. Now, the soft-serve blues from Origin 1 are finished, apparently, and in their place is a no-holds-barred New South Wales side inspired by accusations from inside the Maroons' camp. Uh, that back row Martin is a grub. Now, these claims on top of Blues advisor Greg Alexander saying New South Wales were too nice in the series opener have bred 
Brad Fittler's side breathing fire for the return belt. Now, this is the interesting bit. Mixed with a feud between Queensland's Felice Kafusi and New South Wales' Angus Crichton over an elbow on Roosters halfback Sam Walker, and the stage is set for an explosive catch. Uh, clash. 5'8", Jerome Luai said the Blues would channel their inner Liam Martin and find the aggression that went missing for New South Wales and Sydney. Uh, Luai said yesterday, Mardo showed a bit of what we didn't do in the ruck. That's what we mean when we spoke about being too nice. I don't think we had enough Mardo in us all. Hopefully we can be a bit more like him and get our timing right on Sunday night. Uh, Jerome Loy also said the Maroons camp would have to try a little harder to get a reaction out of the Blues since Queensland only revealed something that is already well known about his tough Panthers teammate. Loy said, no, I actually am agreeing with him. He is an actual crub. It's pretty funny that they are saying that about him because that is what Origin footy is about. I think they are trying to find a way to uh, flip it on us. But whatever happens out there, if they are going to target Mardo, I've got his back and I'm sure the others do as well. Interesting Jerome Luai saying that if you were listening to Vossi and Brandy and James Magnuson for the first couple of hours yesterday morning when that topic about Liam Martin came out and uh, we put out the text call, Vossi put out the text call about who was the biggest pest in the game. Uh, Jerome Luai I think was probably the most popular text out of the lot of them. Um, so Anyway, we'll see how he goes there. Uh, Liam Martin saying he's loving it. So that is uh, perfectly fine. 0457 736 736 1300 01 Couple more texts uh, here. Storm to win. Uh, New South Welshman and Queenslanders can fight over the scraps that is state of origin. Uh, no name to that text, but thank you. Um, and also Yeovil Treeman has said, Hi, Dan. Definitely a team premiership for me. Whilst the Origin Series provides an exciting short-time focus, there is nothing better to ride the ups and downs of my team over the whole of the football season, uh, ending in a grand final win. That from the Yeovil treatment. Well, yes, I agree with that. I, I love State of Origin. I think it's great to build up to it. We're seeing it this week. And if it goes to a decider, wait for that in a couple of weeks' time. However... If you support your team week in, week out, you go to, even if you don't go to games, but you're riding the wave, the wins, the losses, uh, maybe the year before they weren't so good and uh, this year they're probably a premiership chance, although for the Panthers they've been good for about three or four years now. But, um, yeah, just I, it's just the, the feeling of winning a competition as well. Uh, just as a fan, I wouldn't know what it's like as a player, but just as a fan is amazing. But uh, that's my thoughts. Uh, we'll get Charlie on tomorrow and he can explain why he thinks it's better to win a State of Origin series uh, than a premiership. 0457 736 736 1300 01 More of your texts and calls shortly. Chance to win a Valvoline T-shirt uh, today. Now, tomorrow night, before a break, we have got the Women's State of Origin. You will hear this on SEN as well tomorrow night. Jimmy Smith, Jaleesa Apps to bring this one to you. New South Wales up against Queensland being played in Canberra at GIO Stadium. And joint Delhi M winners Millie Boyle and Emma Donagato will cast aside their NRLW club rivalries to join forces in the New South Wales side as they hope to snatch back the Origin Shield from Queensland after two years. As I said, they will play tomorrow night at GIO Stadium. Um, and it's going to be very, very interesting indeed with Boyle and Tonegato, two of the key figures for New South Wales. It is the first time to Boyle and Tonegato, uh, Boyle who played for the Broncos and now the Newcastle Knights and uh, Tonegato at the Dragons, uh, that they'll be wearing the same colours, but both players are looking forward to linking up. And just on that uh, match as well, Jamie Soward uh, sent a scare through their camp uh, 
just yesterday it came out or overnight it came out. Uh, he has got the COVID. Uh, now, he said a scare through its camp with women's assistant, assistant coach Jamie Soward forced to isolate ahead of Friday night's Origin game in Canberra. Now, the scare has forced a last-minute decision on a replacement coach and every player had to undergo testing. Soward, who also coaches the St. George Illawarra Dragons NRLW side, tested positive less than 24 hours before the squad were due to enter camp. It is understood the former New South Wales State of Origin Indigenous All-Stars representative tested positive last Thursday. Uh, his last interaction with the New South Wales players was, players was last Tuesday, June 7, at the squad's final pre-camp training session at the New South Wales Centre of Excellence. A blue spokesperson told the Daily Telegraph that protocols were forced, were followed when Soward and all coaching staff and players being tested. No one else yet has returned a positive test. So uh, disappointing news for Jamie Soward, but thankfully it seems that uh, no one else has picked that up. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Chance to win a Velveline T-shirt this morning. Asking what you'd prefer to win, a State of Origin series as a fan or a premiership? Brett's been in touch just before a break saying, Morning, Dan. Probably better... Uh, to win the State of Origin series, especially if you follow a team like Parramatta or Canterbury or the Tigers, etc. At least they have a chance of winning something in the race. Well, yes, and Charlie is a Newcastle Knights fan, and we know Newcastle aren't going too well. But at some stage, you would think they will be. Um, And I don't know how old he would have been when they won a competition back in 2001. Um, But I'd like to see in a year when New South Wales win a State of Origin series and Newcastle win a premiership, if he still uh, sticks with the same answer. Although I have to say, Brett and Parramatta, they're a team this year that could potentially win the competition. But they are are very up and down. They're so good against the likes of the Panthers um, and also uh, the Melbourne Storm, but then so poor against the teams they should be beating. Thanks for the text. Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736 or 1300 We'll take a break on the other side of this. We're going to speak to Jonathan Gallo. Uh, we're going to start our road to the World Cup. Plus, the English Premier League draw was brought out uh, late last week. We'll have a chat about that next. It's 14 past five. Yes, at 18 past five. Don't forget, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and head it now at iCanWin.com.au. 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. Asking this morning, would you prefer to see your team win a premiership or New South Wales or Queensland, depending who you support, win the state of origin? Junior Smithy has been in touch saying, Morning, Dan. As much as I love the Blues, for me, I'd rather see my Bulldogs win a comp because I bleed blue. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I agree with that. I enjoy origin, but your team is your main love. Thank you, Junior Smithy, uh, for that text. Chance to win a Valvoline T-shirt, 0457 736 736. This next man is a Bulldogs fan as well, so he's been pretty happy over the past couple of weeks. But we've got him on to talk about football, the round ball game. Jonathan Gallo, good morning. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Uh, very well indeed. So uh, the English Premier League draw was put out uh, last week. We'll chat about that shortly. But I thought we would start today our road to the World Cup. Now, it may feel like it's months away, and it is months away. It's still about, what, four and a half, five months away. However, 
in reality, that's only about 20, 21 weeks. Um, so I thought we would start our road to the World Cup and have a look and at uh, each of uh, two teams each week uh, for the next sort of 16 or 17 weeks. And don't forget as well, SEN have every game of the World Cup started and I uh, covered. And I spoke to John about how we would start this. And we thought it'd be fair just to go via the group. So we're going to do uh, two teams each uh, week. And we'll start with Group A because, John, there's 32 teams, I think it is, in the World Cup this year. So there's a lot to get through over the course of the next 16 or 17 weeks. So let's start with Group A. And let's start with the home nation, uh, Qatar. I'll get your thoughts and it only has to last a minute. But it is interesting, this one, because uh, you would think home ground would help them out. And I remember, John, and I'm sure you remember it vividly, when they got announced to host the World Cup. I was hosting a radio show in England at the time. And there were rumours uh, before that that... England looked like they were going to get one of the World Cups. Australia were very much in the running. Instead went to Qatar, which is controversial for many different reasons. But how do you see their actual team going as we start our road to the World Cup? Yeah, thanks, Dan. I think, well, Qatar is a nation that's probably not renowned for, for no. football, which is what partly surprised the uh, the world in the selection. But, uh, yeah, here they are. And, uh, you know, I think they've got a squad that's, Something that we're quite used to seeing from a Socceroos perspective. We know a little bit about Qatar having faced them many times over in uh, in the World Cup qualifiers as well as the Asian Cup. Um, so we've had some history with Qatar. I think they're a side that's uh, very, very difficult to play on their day. They can make it tough for you. Um, they've got that side that's a bit defensively really well organised. Um, in attack, they probably don't offer a lot, to be honest, going forward. They're going to struggle, I think, again, this group overall when they've got the likes of the Netherlands, Ecuador... Senegal, some very difficult teams in their group. So, look, I don't think Qatar will get through this group. I think that's fair to say. I think they're going to struggle overall in the majority of their games. Obviously, they kick off the campaign against Ecuador, as you said, for the World Cup, and then they're playing Senegal before they round out against the Netherlands. So I don't think it's going to get any uh, easier for Qatar. It'll only get more and more difficult after Ecuador. So I think this is a World Cup where they may just be participating and uh, unfortunately, in this particular group, I, I just think that they're going to be making up the numbers somewhat because I just don't think their style of football is going to get them too far. But you never know. Um, they're, they're a team that can rely on set pieces. They rely on the dead ball situation, corners, free kicks, maybe the occasional penalty if the decision goes their way and something they could find uh, the, the team in, in a position where they wouldn't like to be in. So. They're a team that it's hard to throw up, but I just can't see Guitar offering much in attack, and I think they'll, uh, they'll fall behind in this group, unfortunately. Now, there is eight groups in the World Cup, and we'll look at uh, Ecuador in a second, but uh, these four teams in Group A will actually feature on opening day. You mentioned Qatar up against Ecuador. We've also got Senegal up against Netherlands. Uh, so uh, 21st of November, Sydney time. At night time, it all kicks off uh, here. So that's Qatar, the second team in Group A, Ecuador. Yeah, Ecuador. Well, they're, what a team they are. I think it's a, they're a team that's hard to, to kind of see how they're going to go as well, similar to, to Qatar in some ways. We don't have a lot of uh, experience with Ecuador as, as Socceroos fans. Um, and in the World Cup, in previous World Cups gone by, they have struggled to get out of the group stage. That's a common theme with the uh, with the Ecuadorians. Again, they're a side you don't know. They, they can be a, a side that likes to defend. They like to grind out results if need be, but they've got that attacking flair up front. That's one thing they've, they've got that separates themselves, I suppose, from, from guitar. Got players like Valencia, Campania as well. Players that have got some really good ratings in the uh, qualifiers, scored a lot of goals, particularly Michael Estrada up front and Gonzalo Plata as well, one of, the, one of the key players. 
if those guys get on the ball, they get in behind the back four of the opposition early. They can trouble opposition sides. They can run all day, that's for sure. Uh, and as I said, they're not afraid to defend and grind out results if need be. So I think the Ecuadorians, they stand a better chance of trying to get through this group stage. Uh, but I think they're just going to fall short here. I think they'll finish third overall in the group. Um, you know, I think really when you look at their, their opening campaign, their favourite with Qatar, obviously, as we spoke about, then they've got the Netherlands, which will be a difficult test before rounding out with Senegal. So I just think they, it might come down the goal difference in this group, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be close running between Ecuador and, and Senegal as to who gets that second spot. Um, I think, But I think it will come mostly down to, to goal difference in the end. I think that's where Ecuador may fall short in the end. So um, a good group, a competitive group. But uh, I think it more favour the Netherlands and Senegal overall. All right. We will look at Senegal and Netherlands next week as we continue our road to the World Cup. I was just doing some quick maths. Um, two a week gets us to about three weeks before the World Cup starts. So what what an amazing time it will be when we finish our road to the World Cup. Um, yeah, as I said, Qatar, Ecuador, uh, Senegal and the Netherlands in that group. We'll get John's thoughts on Senegal and the Netherlands next week on the show. Now, uh, John, away from the World Cup, the English Premier League draw... Uh, was put out last week. Some interesting fixtures, of course, in the opening couple of months. But it is an interesting one because we've got the English Premier League right up until the weekend uh, before the World Cup starts. So the World Cup kicks off on a sort of a Monday uh, in England uh, and there's EPL up until I think the Sunday before that. So there's not a lot of time. I know England have a few different fixtures uh, in that period of time uh, and they have been struggling as uh, we pointed out last week, but there's not a lot of time for them and I'm sure a lot of other teams that are playing their local competitions to come together to prepare for that first game of the World Cup. So it's going to be a really interesting and intriguing season of the EPL, firstly before uh, the World Cup and then definitely afterwards as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it stops, I think, the November 12th and 13th mm. that weekend. The Premier League will stop and then I think resumes after the, the Christmas Day and Boxing Day is when they've decided to, the players will come back and uh, and go again. That's basically, I think, a week after the uh, the World Cup final, which I yep. think is December the 18th. It is. Uh, if my memory serves me well. So, um, yeah, I think it's you know obviously a good week break for, for the for, well, good couple of weeks break for, for the Premier League to, to get those players over to the World Cup, obviously, and, and then they'll come back and resume from there. I think the big interesting thing, obviously, on everyone's mind is how, how players will come back fitness-wise, mentally as well. Um, it will be quite a draining period for those players who have to go over to the World Cup and, and play for their respective nations. Um, so there's all that to, to conjure up, which makes the, the whole EPL uh, draw all the more interesting this year. And I think, you know, obviously, again, the, the great thing about this draw is that on the final day, end of May, where the, uh, the teams will be kicking off all around the same time mm. as well. So we'll have a similar, hopefully a similar conclusion to what we had last season where on the final day, everyone kicked off and uh, there might be a title to play for, top four positions, the bottom three, who will be relegated, who will stay up. Uh, there's so many stories that can come out of the last day in the Premier League as we've witnessed before many, many times. So... Um, it's a good draw. I think it's it's something that obviously, if you're a Liverpool fan, if you're a City fan, I, I watched those two first five games of the season for Liverpool. Um, interestingly, they've got a, a tough game. Obviously, Man City is, is their first game in the Community Shield. That's the first title piece of silverware both those teams will play off. Uh, but then their first five is against Fulham, Palace, United, Bournemouth, and Newcastle United. And I just thought I'd look at Man City as well because I do think that the title will come down between those two again. I can't see any other side really competing for the title again between uh, City and Liverpool. I think they're just miles ahead in terms of their squad and, and everything else. But if we look at City's running to the start of the season. They've got West Ham, Bournemouth, 
Newcastle, Crystal Palace and Nottingham Forest. Sort of, obviously, Nottingham Forest are a newly promoted side into the Premier League. So uh, all eyes on, on Forest in terms of how they go this season. And also Fulham are the other two uh, who have been promoted this season as well. So, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, start of the season um, for many, many reasons. It'll be interesting to see that the pressure that gets mounted on, on first coach Antonio Conte as well. He looks like he's heavily gone into the transfer market this off-season already. So, um some interesting stories behind it, and uh, can't wait for the EPL season to kick off. Yeah, and starts on the 6th of August, which is not too far away. What, about six weeks away? So it comes around very quickly, the English Premier League season. Just quickly before I let you go, how much impact? I mean, it's funny, we talk about the World Cup, but not everyone and not every player that, when the Premier League takes a break, are going to be featuring the World Cup. A lot of them are going to be having four or five weeks off or still training with their respective clubs. How much impact do you think the World Cup might have on the Premier League season this year, or do you still expect the top teams to still be the top teams come April, May next year? Yeah, I think it'll have somewhat of an impact. I think we probably won't know until, obviously, the Premier League resumes in terms of who's back, who's fully fit, who's not, who's got injuries, who doesn't. Um, but look, I think if... if the key, I think, for, for that, I think Liverpool and City will still be leading the pack. I can't see any other sides really intervening in that. I think Chelsea may come into it. I hope their, their campaign might start off well, depending on how they go. But I think the important thing from Liverpool, City, Chelsea, those top three sides, I think, who will be fighting out for the Premier League. I think that those three want to start the campaign well. That's the important part is right up until that time off November 18th, 17th, 18th, when the uh, when the season goes for mid-season break, mm. I think those sides will be concentrating on the start of the season to uh, to really get the results in their in their favour. So it's hard to say. I don't think too many other sides will intervene between City and, and Liverpool at the end of the day in terms of the title race overall. Yeah, going to be very interesting. And I was just having a quick look at uh, the World Cup draw, just uh, not the World Cup draw, the Premier League draw, in conjunction with the uh, Rugby League World Cup. And I would have to do my timings, and I could be very wrong with this, but obviously uh, the Rugby League World Cup final being at Old Trafford uh, on a Saturday afternoon England time in Manchester. It's 4 p.m. kickoff. Uh, on the 12th, uh, sorry, on the 19th of uh, November. So it'll be interesting. Uh, there'll be no Premier League that weekend. So that will at least uh, give it a bit of breathing space, the Rugby League World Cup final, uh, before the Football World Cup kicks off just two days later. So uh, very, very exciting at times in terms of all the different World Cups. Looking forward to it very much. Jonathan, uh, great to have a chat. We will speak again next week as we uh, continue the road to the World Cup. And I'm sure there'll be a lot more football news as well as we head towards uh, a new Premier League season starting in just over a month. I'm sure there will be, Dan. Can't wait to uh, to the start of the EPL, like many football fans. Thank so, you. Uh, I'll join you next time. Thank you, John. We'll speak next week. See you next week, mate. Take care. Yeah, and don't forget, SCN will have every game of the Football World Cup covered uh, starting mid-November, and we'll continue our road to the World Cup throughout the next few months as we head closer and closer to that time, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, the phone number, or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. If you want to drop me a text this morning, asking you, would you prefer to see your team win the NRL Grand Final, or would you prefer to see either New South Wales or Queensland win the State of Origin series? At the moment, uh, there's been one text to the State of Origin. The rest of them have been about uh, your team, you'd prefer your team to win. But still time for that to change. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. We'll take a break, come back with more. It is 29 minutes to 6 o'clock. 
Good to have you company. Tradies News in a nutshell on this uh, Thursday morning. Now through 11.70 Sydney with Vossi and James Magnuson between 6 and 8. Then after 8am uh, when Brandy joins, Michael Maguire, the New Zealand coach, is going to join Vossi and Brandy. Of course, they're in action against Tonga on Saturday in New Zealand. That's going to be an amazing uh, game of rugby league. But of course, only left the Tigers, what, a fortnight ago. So uh, it will be interesting to hear from him. And then uh, in that same hour as well, uh, Chris, uh, by the way, the acting head of the Sydney Sixers will join them to explain this new Big Bash League draft. Uh, a lot of talk about it yesterday, how it's going to improve uh, the competition. Uh, so he will join Vossi and Brandy after 8am. Speaking of which, be listening to Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy every morning this week from 6am for your chance to win the ultimate State of Origin experience for Game 3 at Suncorp Stadium on July 13. The prize includes two gold reserve tickets, return flights and accommodation, which is valued at over $2,000. Dollars, and we give that away on breakfast next Friday morning. But uh, chance to enter the draw each and every day this week and next week on breakfast through eleven seventy Sydney oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh, the news around Luke Brooks continues to go on. Looks like he is still going to be dropped from their game next weekend against the Warriors over there in New Zealand, but. It's been revealed today as well that the Tigers could have to pay between $600,000 to $800,000 for Luke Brooks to play elsewhere if they want to offload their halfback with a year remaining on his contract. Now, as I just said, looks like he is going to be uh, dropped for the game against the Warriors. And the Tigers, uh, rumours the Tigers will look to offload him with a year remaining on his contract, which is worth up to $1.3 million in the final year of his deal. Uh, Brent Reid has said yesterday that he believes the Knights and the Dolphins will be in the running for Brooks' signature, but it will cost the Tigers a lot of money. And he is on big money next year. There are reports he is on $1.1 to $1.3 million. If you remember, over the off-season last year, and even very close to the start of the season this year, there was talks that Luke Brooks was going to end up at the Newcastle Knights. Of course, no Mitchell Pearce there this year, and it just didn't end up. It looked like it was going to happen, 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 but he stayed with the Tigers, and he did find some form uh, when they got those wins over the Easter period, but has definitely been struggling over the past couple of weeks. And I have to say, Jack and Hastings has been uh, struggling too. So Luke Brooks hasn't been the only one uh, that has been down on form for the West Tigers. We'll see what happens there. Thank you for your company this morning. Don't forget through SEN 1170, it'll be Vossi and Brandy James Magnuson in the chair for the first couple of hours before Brandy joins Vossi from Perth. And through 1620 Gold Coast and SENQ, it is Pat and Heels. Have a good Thursday. I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 5am. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.